0: Over 2,000 years ago, two disillusioned disciples walked along a dusty road to Emmaus. They had just witnessed Jesus, their friend and leader, whom they hoped to be the Messiah, suffer a gruesome death by crucifixion. Doubt, fear, and uncertainty clouded their conversation as they journeyed home, questioning the future. Until something miraculous happened. The risen Jesus appeared and answered their questions. Today, many young Catholics step onto college campuses with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed of faith given to them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that He is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, scheduled to be released in the summer of 2021, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. To pre-order your copy and help spread the word about the book, visit patchworkheart.org. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you, and thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us tonight, as always. And I want to welcome a new audience that could be listening right now, and that it. It is Parousia World. Uh, thank you so much for uh, following the Patchwork Heart Ministry uh, channel on, well, I guess it should say group, on uh, Parousia World. And uh, we're so blessed to have you, if you're listening live, or if you're listening later, thank you so much for tuning in to uh, Sowing Hope. Uh, can't believe we're on episode 115, but here we are on this uh, great Tuesday evening. And as always, I am joined by my friend and co-host, Andy Santis. And how are you
1: this evening? Hi, Bill. I was just unmuting there. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Always have this old tech things, right? So yeah, I'm doing amazing. (laughs) And the closer we get to April and to Easter and to hot weather and just like walking around outside, uh, the more awesome I'm going to feel. So thank you so much, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Of course.
0: Of course. And I know we're joined by a, a wonderful guest tonight. You want to tell us a little bit about her?
1: Yes, I'm so excited to have Jennifer Southerton. She is the campus minister at Lord's University in Ohio. And I know Jennifer because she is a graduate of DeSales University, where she was very active in the campus ministry there. And also a friend of my own daughter here, uh, Elaine DeSantis, who's listening. Hi, Elaine. And, and also a lot of our friends who are... Uh, graduates of DeSales and people who are associated there. So welcome so much, uh, Jennifer. Thank you so much for being a guest on Sewing Hope.
2: Thank you. I'm so grateful to be asked to be on. Yeah,
0: it's great to have you. And, uh, you know, uh, I I know we've spent some time uh, working with you on on a wonderful project that that I'm sure we're going to get to uh, during the show. Our, Our listeners heard the ad for Hearts Burning Within Us. Uh, which is our book that's going to be getting released uh, this summer. Uh, But before we get to that, Jenna, one of the things we love to do on this show is just talk faith journeys. Uh, So if you would, uh, share with us a little bit about your faith journey and, you know, your walk with the Lord, whatever the Holy Spirit wants to put on your heart tonight.
2: Sure. Thank you. Yes. So I have been very, very blessed in my life to have just a lot of people who have helped me um, and helped cooperate with the Holy Spirit to direct me in the right path and to keep me firm in my faith. Um, starting with my parents, really, just I've been blessed with the best catechists with them and my siblings um, and my grandparents, especially, too. So I grew up in the middle of Pennsylvania, and uh, we call it Pennsylvania because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, very few Catholics. A lot of Christians there who, you know, have really um, taught me so much, a lot of different Protestant denominations. Um, and so I, I was challenged a lot as a kind of the sole Catholic in this, in this town, it felt like. I wasn't, but it felt like that a lot of the time. And um, so a lot of these, you know, rich conversations that I had with peers growing up, and I was um, kind of Forced from a very young age to learn how to defend my faith. And so um, I always say people come to the Catholic church through three different ways. And they're the transcendentals, beauty, truth, and goodness. And for me, it was truth from a very young age. It was, I need to know the truth. I need to learn the truth and be able to defend that. And um, and then, of course, to kind of have that ecumenism as well. And to foster that at a young age. So um, my, my journey through, uh, public school in the middle of Pennsylvania really is how my faith started forming, um, with my, the help of my parents and my church and amazing catechists that they were. So eventually, uh, you know, I graduated from my wonderful public high school. I learned so much there, but I was very ready for a Catholic education in college at Sales, And, um, ended up going there and just blossoming. St. Francis de Sales says, uh, bloom where you're planted. And I think that definitely happened for me, gratefully. And uh, again, those relationships that God just blessed me with, um, namely Maggie Riggins, who is, you know, co-authoring this book with us too. She was my campus minister and, um, you know, questioned me and challenged me in my faith and, and pushed me to really know who I am. And to, she was kind of the catalyst for me answering a lot of those questions that were burning on my heart um, in my faith. And kind of that next level in college, she really helped me um, for myself along with a lot of good friends who uh, shared my Catholic faith. And uh, so, yeah, so I grew, I grew a lot there and came to know, Jesus way more intimately and came to know the saints a lot more intimately and um, eventually was led to be the graduate assistant for campus ministry at DeSales. And now I am the campus minister at Lord's University out in Toledo, Ohio. So really a beautiful journey that has, uh, has occurred and it's blended with my career. So um, yeah, very, very grateful for it.
0: That's awesome. And share with us a little bit about that role at, uh, at you know out at Lords because that's uh, you know that's a lot of fun. I'm sure being uh, working with you know uh, different different college students and whatnot. That's a that's a awesome awesome role. So share with us a little bit about that.
2: Sure, it is um, just one of the biggest blessings in my life to be able to work with college students, I'm not much older than them, um, but I have a little bit more wisdom. And it really is, I tried to take a posture of humility while working with them because I do not know everything. I still have a lot of wisdom to gain, um, but just the ability to walk with them through their challenges, through their joys and meet them where they are, wherever that might be, whether they're far from God, whether they're very close to God, whether they're being challenged in new ways, um, just to be able to be with them and have those one-on-one conversations. That's the most rewarding thing for me is to be able to sit down with students, start with this kind of, um, it's a very surface level relationship and then see that grow as more and more conversations ensue. To, to be able to get to know them, to have them be um, be aware that they're known and to be heard. And to show them that they're loved, not just by me, but by God and by so many others, um, to just help them find their purpose and um, and to continue in that, that walk with God, to just get companion on the journey. That's really what I chalk my job up to, along with providing a lot of events for them and programming that allow them to grow spiritually and serve the Lord and serve their neighbors. Uh, it's just, it's such a joy. That's awesome. That yeah, really is, Jen, uh, and
1: and myself since I have known you for a little while now because my daughter graduated from Desales in two thousand nineteen, and I believe you graduated with your bachelor's the year before, right? But you were very active still at Desales that last year, and uh, and so it's it's wonderful that I've been able to observe that and see your faith grow and even for you to be a part of the project that we're going to talk a lot about during this podcast, which is an amazing book that I want to invite people to keep your eye on. It's called Hearts Burning Within Us. And it's a book through Patchwork Heart Ministry. The authors are Bill Snyder, myself, Maggie Riggins, and Jennifer Southerton. And of course, Maggie Riggins is the former campus minister at DeSales, but now she is working for the Diocese of Allentown with a position that she is ministering to so many college students throughout the whole Lehigh Valley area, which is amazing. And uh, so this book is a wonderful thing for upcoming college, uh, excuse me, high school graduates, where the whole idea is that we're attempting to answer those burning questions of faith that so many young people have as they're entering into college, as they're in the heart of college life. So let's talk more about that too, Bill. Maybe you can tell us how, the, how Bill, did that book come about mm-hmm. on your end? Uh,
0: yeah, you know, this book um, was a phenomenal um, grace from the Holy Spirit, really. I mean, that's the only way to put it, uh, because I had uh, pretty much given up on it, uh, you know, it, it had been sitting unused as a Google document. I had mean, written a foreword for a book, um, you know, or, or an introduction for this book like seven or eight years ago, and it sat in a Google Doc, you know, all but forgotten until, um, you know, and you and I, um, you know, met and then started working together and doing podcasts and whatnot and, and a bunch of different things together, and I just mentioned it kind of off the cuff. I said, oh, you know, I have this forward to a book. Uh, I've never really done much with it, but you know, I would love you know for you to take a look at it and just see what you think. And um, you know, in in typical fashion, <laughs> you know, through the grace of the Holy Spirit, to you go, I know exactly who to make, you know, how to make this work. And um, and so it was like like three days later, you had already you know contacted Maggie, and I think Maggie had reached out to Jen, and. Uh, we were like, let's have a Zoom meeting and and see how this thing can come together and and see how it can be possible to to actually do this. And um, and so you know the, the 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 visioning behind it was awesome because you know it was great to be able to work with both Jen and Maggie um, to just be able to you know sit down and really have access and and really unfiltered access to a lot of college students, which. You know, is something, Jen. I think you know we can talk a lot about is just how beautifully transparent a lot of a lot of these students were in, and and just you know almost brutally honest <laughs> at times, which is so refreshing and so needed in our culture um, to be able to approach these questions, um, and and then also. You know, to to give us the space to answer these questions, to debate, to have a few you know arguments in there, which is all good. Like that's what we need in our in our um, you know thought process to in today's world. And so I, I was just so uplifted by these students uh, that that you know you you helped put together uh, from from Lords and Maggie helped put together from Desales. Uh, it was it was just an incredible blessing. <laughs>
2: Very much. Yeah, I'm so honored that I was asked to be part of it. And uh, it was very rewarding for me to work with these students that I had newly met, really, I hadn't been at Lourdes for too long. And here, you know, I asked these two students who I thought would be very forthright and honest, and maybe I could, you know, I had a sense that they might have some deeper questions that, um, you know, might be a little challenging to answer, but worth answering. And I was uh, very, very pleasantly surprised by their honesty and transparency and vulnerability in all of it to our, and for us to be challenged with these questions. And, you know, so often I think we are tempted to just kind of give the textbook answer and gloss over maybe the why of the questions. And I think the four of us um, who were responding were challenged to dive deeply into the why and to really dive deeply into creating a context that surrounds the answers and, and packing them with rich contents um, in order for these students to feel satisfied and feeling like they actually got a true genuine answer to their question that got to the root of the question.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, and, you know, the, I, I've talked a lot about the process in which we went through which, which is just, you know, like, you know, there's a large sacrificial part of that, which is the ability for all of us to get together pretty much every week all summer long. Now, I know there were a few times when, like, oh, well, we some, you know, one or two people might not have been able to make it, but pretty much throughout the entire summer last year, everybody sacrificed what 45 minutes? There was like 45 minutes to an hour every week to go through these questions. And, to to ask more questions based on the questions that were asked, right, and and that was so incredible. It was just such an amazing process because we got to see, you know, into the we, we got to we got to view the you know from a from an inside view, like you know a a a really long faith conversation. It, you know, it 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 wasn't just like a ten minute. Conversation that we had. Now, this was a weekly conversation that we had in multiple ways. Of course, we had our Zoom meeting, but then kids, were, kids, and us were putting our you know questions and responses in this. I think it ended up being like a sixty-seven page Google document uh, that has been pared down, folks. Uh, you know, and is being refined. Um, but but the reality is is that you know that was a beautiful process just to go through. Uh, you know, as you said, the you know the transparency, the honesty, um, and 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 just the willingness to even to even do it, you know, uh, you know, because I think it's going to add so much value to college students uh, in, nationwide, worldwide. Even I think it's going to add value to 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 the conversation about faith for college students.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, and Jen, I just want to thank you that you were involved with this project and for the young people that you had bring along, uh, you know, when we reflect on last year, it was the pandemic and it was kind of fun because every single week and, and the day was on Tuesdays at two 30, right. LOL that we did our <laughs> little meetings, uh, where we got together every week and we talked about this, uh, we had the questions, the students posed the questions to us, and then we would come up with the answers. And then they had a chance to talk about whether they, quote, liked our, our answers or whether they wanted to challenge them or not. So the finished product is really how we came together, right? Because it wasn't just like, okay, this is the answer. We really thought about these answers, right? Right. And, and I think that's the beauty of this whole project, Jen. Thank you so much for being a part
2: of that. Thank you. Yeah, I, what I love about it is that these are not kind of answers to questions that we think college students might have. These are actual questions they have. And they're all over the place. You know, It's, it's not just kind of one category or the questions you might stereotypically think they'd ask. It's really little minute details to really, really big philosophical questions. So I love that there was such a wide range as well.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, everything from I'm underage drinking to spirituality. How can I, you know, how can I become a better evangelist? Uh, you know, how do I evangelize people with humility? Like, I mean, there's just so many questions in there that, um, that that really come from a wide range and a wide backgrounds. Because you know, these the the beautiful thing was we we had five students that were, you know, working with us and submitting questions to us and helping us uh, throughout this process and, you know, integral part of the book. But um, but the cool thing about that was that, like, like it wasn't like 100 students or, or more, like, submitting answers to us. This was a really an intimate walk um, with them, and, you know, that's kind of the uh, reason why we used uh, the, the Road to Emmaus. People... You might ask about the title. How did you come up with "Hearts Burning Within Us"? Um, well, when I, when I originally wrote, wrote the foreword for this um, book, I I I did this like this this analogous uh, to the walk with Emmaus and the two disciples. And the thing that happened was, you know, these two disciples are questioning their future and questioning everything. They just watched Jesus die, and now they're they're like. Uh, what's supposed to happen you know and they and they're going through their minds with all these questions and Jesus appears to them and starts answering them and and he, he goes back through salvation history like beginning with Moses is what the scripture says. So now he's re-explaining to them everything that he's taught them right over the last three plus years in ministry and and um, this amazing thing happens they, they, they come to know that it's really Jesus and it's really true and, and all of that stuff. And so that's, that's kind of the reason why we, we vote, we went with a small, intimate group of students. Uh, in, in, in fact, uh, you know, Jen and, uh, Jen and Maggie each chose like two students from, uh, Lords and DeSales, both. I think it was one guy and one girl from both, right?
2: Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, that was kind of what we, you know, and then it was, uh, and then, of course, Ann's Anne's daughter joined us as well. Uh, Sean, Sean DeSantis joined us as well, which was great. But to be able to have um, just that small, intimate group of college students, you know, willing to walk with us. And, you know, we, we told them, like, pretty much straight up that, you know, there is, there is no question off the table, right? And that was, that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it was a fun experience, really. Honestly, I don't think I'll ever forget that, that during that pandemic every week we got together and the finished product is is really and truly amazing. So I want to ask people to just keep an eye on a book with the title called Hearts Burning Within Us. Keep Keep an eye on that title and it'll be available on Amazon and I'm sure on Kindle. And maybe Bill, right? Maybe even on Audible. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, maybe um, one day. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Now, Jen, in addition to all the great things that are happening with this book, uh, you have a great year happening. I know that something very special is happening this summer. Let's talk about that.
2: Yes, thanks. Um, Yes, I'm getting married to my fiance, Andy. Um, He has been such um, a blessing in my life from the moment I met him when I came back from studying abroad in Rome to uh, this very day. He uh, he went to sales University. When I got back from Rome, we became very good friends. And, you know, marriage is rooted in friendship. And I think that's been one thing I've been hearing a lot recently, uh, but I've known it this whole time with him is just this deep friendship we developed for, you know, two, three years that we were just friends, but it was so much deeper than that. And that, that growth that occurred really led us to discern um, a romantic relationship that has blossomed and has led us to the sacrament of marriage. So we, uh, we really have a beautiful kind of serendipitous story in terms of, how we landed in Toledo of all places. So he's, he's originally from Toledo. So he made the eight, nine hour drive out to DeSales university in Pennsylvania. For me, it was a two hour drive from little old Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. And, um, and we, we ended up applying for jobs around the same time. I was graduating with my master's in, in education in 2019, and he was graduating with his bachelor's. And we, um, we were like, where are we supposed to go? Where is God leading us? We want to be together. Um, and so I was really applying for campus ministry jobs all over the country. I was, um, you know, the campus ministry jobs there are a few and far between. And I, after having been the graduate assistant for campus ministry and working so closely and really finding my love of that, this work during my time in college, I I knew that this is what God wanted me to do. So I, uh, I was looking at jobs in New York City, in Missouri, Texas, Montana, California. There's so many jobs all over. And uh, one night it was like 1 AM, I'm a night owl. And I was scrolling through this Catholic Campus Ministry Association job bank. And here I see little old Lord's University in Sylvania, Ohio, which is a suburb of Toledo, which is about two miles from Andy's house. So I said, you've got to be kidding me. This is like right next to you. I, you know, I had driven right by it when I came out to visit him. And here they had this opening for campus minister. And I was reading the description and I said, even if this wasn't by you, I would apply for this job in a heartbeat. It's everything I wanted. You know, It had this blend of faith formation and service and social justice. And it was was just really kind of the environment that I was attracted to to begin with. Um, so, so anyway, so that was on my radar. I applied. They flew me out for an interview like the next week. I stayed with his parents and ended up uh, getting the call that I was accepted for the position on the exact same day, within the exact same hour, that he got the call that he was accepted for his position as the campus minister at Saint Francis de Sales School here in Toledo. So, Saint Francis de Sales has been. <laughs> a big saint in our lives, been a guiding light. And uh, actually the patron at Lourdes is St. Francis of Assisi. So the Francis have really had our backs these, these years. But, um, but yeah, so that was just kind of a, a serendipitous moment, getting the call within the same hour. We were also down in Washington, D.C. We were in the lobby of the National Shrine for St. Pope John Paul II when we got that call. So... We're standing in this lobby, we're meeting old friends because they were graduating from the JP2 Institute. And that was the moment and we just couldn't believe it. It was one of these like heaven on earth moments of, wow, God is really directing our paths. We're really gonna be in the same city. Uh, He gets to live at home. I get to kind of be independent as a single woman for only about two more months um, in my little apartment. And it's it's been amazing to get to continue our relationship and again, continue that growth from when we were, you know, what 20 years old-ish to now being, you know, five, six years later, 25, 26, and in um, and looking at marriage and starting a life out here. So, yeah, we are beyond elated, yeah. <laughs> beyond uh, beyond overjoyed, and a little bit stressed. Not too stressed. We don't really say stressed, but just a lot of <laughs> wedding planning happening right now. Wedding planning, house hunting all at once. So many exciting things converging.
0: That's that's incredible. That's so what an amazing journey and you know God's all over it, right? I mean, that's just the that's the incredible thing is that God is all over it and his grace and his timing is uh, so so very perfect. And so congratulations and uh, and yeah, it's just going to be a uh, can't wait to see where the Holy Spirit takes you next, you know. I mean, that, that, that's the that's the coolest thing, you know. The Holy Spirit has um, amazing ways of of doing, you know, doing exactly what you know he 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 wants you to be able to do and and accomplish. I, I think the key to all of that is you being faithful to him in all those different ways, you know, uh, and 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 listening to the voice and discerning well, uh, you know. That's that's. Uh, you know, a testament in your story, just to know. All right, you know what? We're going to be faithful. We're going to uh, listen to God's voice, and you know, when when He speaks, uh, when when God speaks, you also act, uh, and and so that's a that's a beautiful thing in your story. And man, when you put um, a a couple like that together, folks, when you put people like that together, and God unites that uh, and and blesses that bond. What what happens is it just it just overflows. It just overflows uh, grace into the, not only into the immediate family, but well far beyond it. So, uh, so yeah, wow, just best of luck. And, uh, and of course, um, you know, congratulations on the upcoming wedding. And, uh, and that's, and that's awesome. So yeah, and yeah, the stressful part, you know, I, you don't like to use the word stress, but the stressful part does does calm down. It does. It does go away, and, um, and, and you know, hopefully, during the pandemic, uh, you're, you'll be able to have a gorgeous wedding and also uh, travel to go someplace to have a nice little honeymoon too.
2: Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's what we've been saying this whole time. Just the the wedding day seems a little stressful, but we cannot wait to just be married. We've been mm-hmm. really intentional about making this all about preparing for marriage and you know, every day after June 12th um, that we'll get to spend together as a married couple. So very excited about the wedding day to have all of our loved ones in one room. And I just get overwhelmed thinking about that and just to see everybody that, you know, has played a role in our lives to kind of be in the same space. Um, But yeah, definitely our favorite thing about wedding planning has been the marriage prep with our priest and, and all of that, getting to know each other even better in preparation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That's just beautiful, isn't it? I mean, I have to just comment that uh, as the director for a foundation where we care really deeply about family life, which is the St. Raymond and Honest Foundation, where Bill is a board member too, I have to say that, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that it's beautiful for us to see uh, two people coming together to celebrate the sacrament of matrimony and really understanding it. You know, I mean, that's a pretty big deal in today's world. So I just want to congratulate you and Andy. And of course, I know Andy because he graduated with my daughter, Elaine, in 2019 from DeSales University. And, um, and I just congratulate your family, his family, and all of your friends who may be listening right now, that this is just a beautiful moment. and And thank you so much for being with us on this night and also for you and Maggie being a part of this upcoming book as well. We are so grateful to you and we offer you our sincere prayers and congratulations. And please know that we will continue to pray for you and Andy. And I know we're gonna stay in touch too. I know that we will stay in touch because you know what? When this book comes out, I believe, Bill, and I think you believe this too, and and Jen, that this book is gonna make a big impact On the world. I do believe that people who are listening, that whether you are working at a church or if you are in a diocese or an archdiocese, or if you're in campus ministry, or something in the Catholic world, that you want to get copies of Hearts Burning Within Us. This is going to be a truly wonderful and incredible book to help for young people to grow in their faith. What's more important than that, right? I mean, that's why we came together and Bill said that immediacy that came into my head and heart when Bill said to me, Ann, what can you do to help out with this book? And I felt like God said to me, you know what, get yourself moving because you can do something about this. And that's when I contacted Maggie and that's when Maggie contacted you. And that's when all these people came together, these wonderful young people, including my own daughter of Sean DeSantis from Gwen and Mercy University, where we all came together and we talked about it. So I'm just super excited about it. Um, on another note, Jen, I was wondering if you could share with us, you know, on top of all of your personal life stuff and the book, let's hear more about your job because I would love to hear, and I'm sure Bill would, and the people listening about what it's like being a campus minister at Lord's University.
2: Definitely. Thank you. And thank you for your encouragement and just for sharing in our joy. Um, yeah. So oh, yeah. at Lourdes, it's, it's really, it's a small community um, and community is really the emphasis there. Our number one value is community. Um, we're a Franciscan university. St. Francis Basisi is our patron. We have um, our sponsors and our founders are the Sisters of St. Francis of Sylvania and um, we're named Lords University because their patron as a community um, is Our Lady of Lords. So um, again, a cool amalgamation for me to land there because I um, when I studied in Rome, I visited Assisi. I really got to know St. Francis Assisi very well in his life and you know have kind of had his, uh, had him in my in my heart and mind and prayers for a very long time since I was a kid. And then I also, at another point in my life, got to go to World Youth Day in Madrid, Spain in 2011. And that was a huge part of my faith journey as well that I didn't include at the beginning. But I uh, got to be in this, you know, city of Madrid with Pope Benedict XVI and all of these Catholic youth from around the world. And before we went to Madrid, I went to Lourdes, France. And so I have said, you know, after my travels, studying abroad and and everything like that, Lourdes, France is the most beautiful place I've ever been. It is healing and just miraculous, everything about it. Um, it's just a very, it feels like a very thin veil between heaven and earth and Lourdes. Uh, so now that I get to work at Lourdes University, I, I get that sense too. Um, our, our four core values are, you know, we're a community of learning, reverence, and service. So not just learning about you know the academics, the textbooks, but learning about ourselves and who we are and whose we are, um, reverence and showing that for creation um, and all of creation, including human beings, uh, first and foremost, and service as well. So a lot of what I do is not only walk with students in their personal lives with relationships, whether that's romantic relationships or friendships or family, um, but I really get to provide certain opportunities for them to, to either hear a speaker talk on a certain topic or hear one of their peers share their testimony. Um, you know, of course, offering sacraments as much as we can. And a um, big thing that we do at Lords is service, that, that last value I mentioned. So service happens every single week in the form of this project called the Toledo Labra Project. We go out every single Wednesday um from about 5 30 until about 7 30, 8 o'clock at night. And for those of you who don't know much about Toledo, it's it's on the up and up. You know, it's a it's a city that I'm very proud to live in. And uh, but it's a little rough around the edges in certain parts and a little rough um history. But now I think it's it's growing more than ever. There are a lot of communities around here that are flourishing and um our our labra nights involve going to kind of some of those communities that might still be struggling a little bit. There might be a pretty heavy homeless population. Um, They're not all homeless. They might be couch surfing um, or they're just below the poverty line and have a tough time getting a meal on a Wednesday night. So our intention as a community at Lords is to go out into the greater community and to, to encounter these people. St. Francis of Assisi was huge on encountering others and especially the marginalized and the poorest of the poor. So we follow in his footsteps and you notice the name Labra, it's actually named after St. Benedict Joseph Labra who is the patron saint of the homeless. So our um, our project is named after him and we pray beforehand. We ask for his intercession in our evenings and we go out into the community We package about 80 different meals we'll prepare them at the campus ministry house i'm lucky enough to my office is in this house where people come together to foster that community all throughout the day and weeks and um, we'll package casseroles and make sandwiches and chips and cookies and hot chocolate in the winter and lemonade in the summer and we load up these university vans and drive into these neighborhoods in toledo Mm -hmm. pretty much jump out of our vehicles and start handing out meals to whoever comes up to our vehicle. And it's really not about giving the meal. It's really not about the food that, you know, physical nourishment, of course, but really more of the spiritual nourishment. How do we take advantage of these little moments where we're encountering a stranger and, you know, letting them know that we are reverencing their dignity and and showing that in a very authentic and it can be challenging for the students to do, you know, they might not be thrown into that environment ever. This might be the first time they're talking to a homeless person or it definitely for a lot of them, it's the first time in that neck of the woods. But to, to realize that these are human beings, children of God who um, have a story and we get to kind of share in part of that story every single week. So it's, it's really fun for me to get to to lead that charge and to, uh, to help, these students who are new to this to really get to have that experience and encounter.
0: Yeah. You know, that's, that, you know, that, that is one of the biggest things that's um, that, that's on my heart too. I've, I've always had a uh, heart for homeless ministry and uh, to hear that, that you're fostering that and developing that and bringing that to the forefront for a lot of young people, I think it just adds so, so much um, value to their lives. You know, I mean, we, we begin to learn truly about human dignity, but we also learn about what really matters, you know. Uh, and and so when you are fostering that type of, um, you know, environment and, and helping them understand that, you know, what, what is in front of them is the most important thing, and that's another human being, like, like, when, w- like, when you put that there, and, and you say that, in you're uplifting and reverencing that dignity, when you, when you say that that, there's nothing more important than, than that, and, you know, as Catholics, we, we, we look at that, of course, from womb to tomb, and, um, you know, being, being on the front lines and sending people onto the front lines doing homeless ministry is such an important, you know, way that we can, um, we can develop spirituality because I bet you, you know, as you mentioned, some of those students might not have ever been in that situation, right? They may have never been in that situation before, but I bet you when they come back and they process that and they talk with you and their other peers about it, They've they've really encountered Jesus, right? They've they've encountered Christ, and they've encountered a beautiful deepening of their own faith. I would assume, right?
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it's it's always cool for me to see how it's a bunch of random students who come every week. You know, there's it's a really good mix. They might be athletes, or um, you know, students who are involved in just different areas of the community that you wouldn't normally see. They might not normally interact with campus ministry or come to different events. But they'll come to Labra because they, they love the service component. And that's kind of unifying for all of them. Um, so it's fun for me to see all these students come from different walks of life in different areas within the university to meet in one space and to share this experience together. And they come back different and changed and uh, their own little community because they experienced that together and they were challenged together to do that. And it's, it's fun to see the transformation, you know, as we're preparing to go out and, and praying and asking for Benedict Joseph Lauber's intercession to then coming back. Um, and what we'll do too is when we get back into the vans, we will write down the names of the people that we encountered. If we can remember, if we don't remember their names, we, we get kind of descriptors. And when we come back to the campus ministry house at the end of the evening, we pray for these people by name and for their situations and that's transformative because, you know, students might be a little hesitant at first. You know, um, they might not be Catholic. They might not have a clue what, you know, asking for a saint's intercession is. And to see kind of the prayer beforehand and then the prayer afterwards when mm. they have people to pray, for, they have people in mind that they're thinking of. And they've seen these situations and some of them might see like, seem like hopeless causes, um, but there's no other choice but to lift them up in prayer after you encounter these people. And it's it's very authentic from the students. And that's been one of the biggest joys of my work.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing on that, Um, because, you know, in my opinion, I think there's no greater calling to all of us as Catholics and as Christians and as people of goodwill. To reaching out to the marginalized. And I know Bill and I have talked a lot about that on our podcast, on different episodes. Um, We've talked a lot about how important that is, you know, caring, caring about them, you know, caring about their well-being, caring about their, uh, whether they have food, drink, and also even their spirituality and whether they can feel and know God through us right? Because uh, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to introduce them to his love. And so I thank you so much for the wonderful work that you're doing. Um, I wondered if there was anything that's happening this year for you, other than obviously your wedding. We're excited about that, offering you our prayers. Is there anything that's happening at the university that you want to share with all of us or anything else in your personal life? Sure. Well,
2: we're publishing a book, which is a pretty big deal. I think <laughs> talking- yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> um, yes, looking for a house. So please pray that we can find a house. Um, but at the university, we uh, I think it's just been fun to, to um, see kind of the students take the lead on doing things that they want to do. So our ministry, from the second I got there, um, the director really made it clear. She said, this is student-led. You know, we we follow what the students want to do. So if the students come to you with the suggestion of, "Hey, I'd really love to have more adoration," what are we going to do? We're going to do our best to have more adoration, which I, is what I've been seeing. I think that's been one of my biggest observations in the past few years working with college students is that they they find such peace and such closeness with our Eucharistic Lord in the during adoration. And that, I think that silence, they crave so much and they don't often get it. And they don't get that intentional silent time, especially for prayer. Mm -hmm. So that's been one of the big things we've been incorporating more. We just had the Bishop of Toledo come visit us, which was amazing to get to hear his story and have the students ask them their, all of their questions, which he responded so graciously to. And, uh, yeah, just a lot more opportunities for, for just personal growth, personal spiritual growth that we're trying to incorporate at Lords. Again, with, I mentioned students sharing their testimonies. We have this new program, uh, Andy actually helped me come up with this one, called Share the Tea. And uh, if for those who are familiar with the phrase, share the tea, it's actually more spill the tea is the colloquialism. And it's about, you know, kind of give us the, give us the gossip dish, you know, it's not that. It's not like a campus gossip hour or anything. But Share the Tea is really about students sharing their tea testimony. And also for uh, those who are familiar with the Franciscan tradition, you'll know the Tau cross. Yes. So the, the flyer is pretty cool. We have the tea and tea as a Tau cross. Um, and we, we sit around and we drink tea and have some desserts. And we pick a student every uh, every single month to share their testimony. Really, we don't pick the students, it's more so they feel called by the Holy Spirit and they volunteer themselves when they feel moved. Uh, So that's just a beautiful opportunity to get to, again, to be known. Students just want to be known and seen. And for them to have this room full of peers who really get to know them on a deep level, I think that's been a great addition to the ministry this past year and we will definitely, probably implement even more of those opportunities.
0: Yeah, what a, what a great idea. You know, uh, I know we say it on this show uh, an awful lot is that the only thing that one cannot argue with um, is your own personal faith journey. Uh, you know, so you know, we can argue and and we did in the book, uh, with, with you know not argue in a bad way, but you know, discuss deeply and passionately some some issues over doctrine and things like that. And you know, you can you can have that debate over doctrine, but the one thing that you cannot debate, uh, that you cannot uh you know have that nuanced discussion with is about your own personal faith journey. Uh and and your walk with the Lord is your walk with the Lord, and no one's gonna say, "Oh no, that didn't happen to you." You know, I don't believe that. Like, like that's that's the beauty of testimony, and it's also the beauty of when you have that testimony, uh, allowing that to reach in and convert others. Because because when when oftentimes when we hear powerful testimony from our peers, I think that's really important. From our peers, that uh, w- w- when we hear that there's just something that cuts to the heart and, you know, Christ can enter in. And so uh, of course it's bearing fruit because they're volunteering themselves. So, you know, y- you, you, you know, a program is good when you, when that's happening, Jen. Uh, so, so that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, thank you. yeah it really is awesome, Jen. Uh, I'm, I'm so excited for you. And I know that a lot of your friends and family and people that Bill and I know are also listening on this podcast. So uh, let's all offer up a prayer for Jen and Andy and for all the great things that are going to be happening in their lives this summer and beyond. Um, Now we're coming a little bit toward the end of the podcast. I wondered if you had any final words as we come to a close on uh, either on the book or on anything else that's happening.
2: Sure. Um, Well, first of all, just thank you to both of you um, for all of the ministries you do because I know there are many and I know they're rich. So thank you for that. And thanks for letting me be part of, of them. So that's number one. Um, Number two, the, the book itself, I, I know we've been plugging it a lot, but just the, uh, the categories of, you know, evangelization and church teaching and morality and spirituality those are all things that I've seen play out very, very closely with my work with these college students. And I would say, you know, no matter who's listening or if you plan to get the book or not, definitely look into that and, and think about, um, think about all of those different as- aspects of, of what we might be talking about. Um, how do you evangelize? How do you grow in spirituality? How do you live out your spirituality in a moral way, and really diving into those nitty gritty church teachings, or maybe not so much what the magisterium might be saying, but more so just kind of cultural things. I think we've encountered some of those um, cultural, you know, whether it's cultural depictions of religious art, um, whether it's different translations of the Bible, those kind of things, which are fun to to dive into. Yeah. I've really, really enjoyed spearheading the evangelization portion. And that's been something that I've had to think very pragmatically about. You know, it's not just kind of, oh, yeah, go out and stand on a street corner and preach Jesus and read the gospel. <laughs> it's it's a lot more of an emphasis on the relationality uh, and, and how do you speak to somebody's heart? which again, the name of the book essentially hearts, hearts burning within us. How do you, how do hearts speak to hearts and how do you kind of bridge that conversation with somebody who might not know your faith or might have some sort of misconceptions or have some sort of hurts uh, that has been caused by the church. And, and just, so it's been a joy for me to navigate those and try to find the best ways to answer those questions. And of course, collaborate with you all in answering those questions along with um, a bunch of the other categories that we've all collaborated on. So, so yeah, just a little bit more of a teaser there.
0: Yeah, no, appreciate it. And, uh, folks, I, I also know that you can pre-order the book. Uh, it is available on our website, uh, patchworkheart.org. If you go over to the online store section, you'll click on something that says printed materials, and uh, the book will pop right up, and you'll be able to order a copy of it uh, as well, uh, know that it's, uh, we're, 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 planning for like June 1st, uh, to be able to get it out in time for, you know, college or high school graduation parties, uh, and things like that. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, as, as, uh, publishing goes, things can always, uh, slow it up. So, uh, we're, we're working on, uh, very diligently getting it, um, you know, ready for press and printing. Uh, but but please know that um, you can pre-order the book now and we'll ship it to you as soon as we have it available uh, it right now the cost of the book is $15 for one copy uh, but there is bulk pricing on the website as well. so if you're interested you're a uh, you know fellow you know campus minister like Jen and she wants to order 10 or 15 for you know a group of students or something like that uh, know that, uh, you are able to uh, bulk order them as well uh, and there's some price discounts and it's all on the website so uh, very simply patchworkheart.org uh, or you can always email us at sewing at patchworkheart.org and we can get you uh, the link as well if you can't find it on our site but uh, we're, we're Jen thank you so much for uh, spending some time we hope to have you back uh, you know uh, with, with a different with, with a different
1: last name right <laughs> yeah. back Looking uh, very forward <laughs> Yeah. Congratulations. So happy for you and Andy and for for you to coming on today on Sewing Hope, please do come back again. And Bill, thank you also for being my co-host every single week, twice a week. And for people who are listening to the first time to Sewing Hope, I just want to invite you to like and subscribe at Patchwork Heart Ministry on YouTube it's also on Podbean. That's an app on your phone and also on Apple Podcasts and other places. Uh, Patchwork Card Ministries, Sewing Hope, S-E-W-I-N-G, Hope Podcast. We do a live podcast every single week, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern for one hour. We always have amazing guests just like Jen. So Jen, thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you so much. I really
2: appreciate you both.
0: Absolutely. Well, folks, uh, thank you for tuning in tonight, and uh, I know we'll be back with you on Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern, but until then, keep sowing hope into broken hearts and beating to your Catholic heart. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and annesantis.org. Com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or Andy Santis too.